Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. Behave yourself. A jury decided you did. A jury decided. Does that mean I did it? Because 12 people I never saw before say I killed my wife. Does that mean I did it? All right, does it? I guess there isn't anything I can do for you, Bobby. It's too late now to do anything. To find whoever really killed my wife. I've been hoping Boston Black would find out. He promised me I would when I wrote to him, but... Oh, what's the use? Blackie's still working on your case? Yeah, it's all said. Only it's a little late for him to be doing anything about it now. Don't say that. It's only 8 o'clock. You're not scheduled to go till 11. A lot can happen in three hours. Can it? Possible. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Only I can't help thinking what's going to happen in three hours. To me. sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth. Yes, you're sure it's pure. CV's clear, clean taste tells you that and more. From your first sip of the smooth, creamy foam that billows on top of your glass, right down to that last delicious, full-flavored drop, you'll find CV bright and sparkling, light and lively, with the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor of a real honest-to-goodness beer, a premium-quality beer. Premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Our enthusiastic friend, whose voice you just heard, has a special message for those who are not familiar with the beer with the million-dollar flavor. Just listen. Try it. Just try CV, and you'll agree there is no finer beer. You're sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth. Yes, sir, just as smooth. Now on to Richard Calmer as Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. One, two, three, four, five. Shut up. Six. What's the matter, Harry? Try to read. Hard to keep your mind on what you're reading, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you happen to know what time it is? Yeah, sure. It's 
Five minutes after eight. Look, Esther, I told you a month ago to toss that cheap alarm clock out of here and get one that doesn't make so much noise. Oh, I wouldn't think of getting rid of it, Harry. Why not? I like it. Because it's the first thing you bought me when we got married. I will throw it out. I'll buy you another one. Now, listen to that thing. Listen to it. You listen to it. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Shut up. Shut up, will you? I asked you what's the matter, Harry. You know what the matter is. That's why you're counting off the seconds. Poor Bobby. I guess he's counting off the seconds, too, isn't he? Hmm? Yeah. He's going to be executed in exactly two hours and 52 minutes. Shut up, will you? One, two. Hey, hey, you see, I, I put it down all right on the, on the floor where it won't tick anymore. Sure. Now maybe you'll throw it out, huh? Yeah, you stop the clock, Harry, but it'll still be 11 o'clock pretty soon. You stop reminding me. And you know what happens to poor Bobby at 11? Hey. What's that? The clock. What? <laughs> Just won't stop ticking, will it? What? Wants to remind you, I guess, that there's still time to save Bobby. If you have the nerve. Well, I'll stop it this time. I'll stop it if I have to pound it through the floor. There it is all over the floor, see? Sure, that, that stopped it. Once and for all. Yeah. About 11 o'clock, I'll still come around. And they'll do something to Bobby. Once and for all. What happened, Mary? The one time I really want to see Parley, I can't even find him in his office. Sergeant Matthews said he'd be back in just a few minutes. I know, I know. A few minutes right now are worth a few days. It's already ten minutes after eight. Why doesn't that guy show up? Blackie, how can he help you save Bobby Rogers? There isn't time. I've got to make time. Maybe the inspector knows something he hasn't told me. I, I certainly couldn't find out anything for myself that will help Bobby. And you're pretty sure he's innocent? Yes. But, but... I know, I know. Several people testified. He said he would kill his wife rather than let her go. Well... His wife was insured. And neighbors who heard the shot found him bending over a body with a murder gun in his hand. Well, a jury wouldn't believe he picked it up after he heard the shot and rushed out of the bedroom where he'd been sleeping. No, but I do. Why? And I've tried for a week to find something to support my theory so that I could... Go to Judge Waterbury and get a stay of execution. Only there's, there's always... You let him in my office, Matthews? Oh. Yes, Inspector. That's what I like. Bring. Hello, Inspector. Hello, Inspector. Hello, Inspector. Hello, Inspector. Now, beat it, both of you. Matthews had no right to let you in here. We figured you could get in. Anybody ought to be allowed. Very whimsical. What do you want? As if it matters. Blackie's working on the Bobby Rogers case. What's that to work on? He was convicted. He's due to die. And let me see... Two hours and 45 minutes. Yes, I know. That's the reason I've got to work fast. Now, Faraday, you must know something that'll help me dig up new evidence. I'm out. Okay, you don't have to. But do you? Something that wasn't brought up in the trial. No. The inspector doesn't know anything, Blackie. Well, in that case, at one time, rumor has a foundation. In fact, I'd heard that. Oh, you did? Yes. Did you also hear that a fellow named Harry Johnson tried to alibi Bobby Rogers? By claiming he was in the apartment when Mrs. Rogers was killed? What? Harry Johnson? Who's he? He's a friend of Rogers. He never testifies because when he went to see Judge Waterbury with his story, the judge pointed out that it would place him at the scene of the crime. So he admitted he was just trying to help his friend. Faraday, I love you. Yeah. Where can I find Harry Johnson? Who knows? Except maybe Judge Waterbury. Good, I'll go see him. He lives near here. What time is it? What am I? A grandfather clock? No, you're too old for that. Uh, it's uh, 20 after 8, Bobby. Rogers dies at 11. That's right. Two hours and 40 minutes is all I have. And a Bobby Rogers for lifetime. 
a drive up the river, Jack. Yeah, it is. Air sure smells good. Too bad we're not bound for roadside in instead of the prison. Yeah. Say, Hank, you've never covered an execution before, have you? No, I haven't. Well, you won't like it, pal. You're telling me? Oh, by the way, you, uh, you still think Bobby Rogers is in it? Mm-hmm. You don't, huh? No. In fact, I'll bet you five bucks that Rogers confesses at the last minute. I'll take that bet. Okay, sucker, wait and see. At 11 o'clock in two hours and 35 minutes, Bobby Rogers pays his debt to society... And then you're going to pay your debt to me. Judge Waterbury. Yes? I don't question your honesty for one moment. I, I hope you understand that. Well, of course I do. Uh, I understand perfectly, Mikey. You're here in the interest of justice. Thank you. I've long admired what you've done in that interest, too. Blackie, young Robert Rogers was convicted of murder. According to the facts presented at the trial and heard by the jury, yes. But, Judge, if I bring you some additional evidence, will you do all you can to order a stay of execution? Of course I will, Blackie. But the boy dies at 11. That's two and a half hours from now. I know that, Judge. What can you do to help the boy in just two hours and 30 minutes? Well, I'm not sure. I want you to try, though, uh, try to remember a witness who... Wanted to alibi, Rogers. A man who came to see you. His name was Harry Johnson. What about him? I want you to tell me where he lives. I've got to get to him before Bobby Rogers dies. What's the matter, Harry? Hmm? So nervous you can't light a match? Uh, uh. Is that at that time? Yeah, sure, after three bum tries. Well, so what? You're smoking a lot. It's only 20 minutes off right now. 20 minutes of what, is it? Nine, darling, not 11. Uh, not 11 yet. Sorry. Oh, unanswer the door, Harry. <laughs> Probably someone for you. No, 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 you answer this. I'm, I'm going in the next room. I don't want to see anybody, but the police are reporters. I'm not here, understand? I'm not here. <laughs> He's not in. Are you Mrs. Johnson? Yeah. Who are you? Boston Blackie, may I come in? I guess so. Thanks. I'll stay only a minute. My friend Miss Wesley is waiting outside the door, and I told her I wouldn't be long. Mm hmm. What do you want with Harry? Well, as you probably know, Bobby Rogers dies in state prison tonight. Yeah. Your husband one time tried to give Bobby an alibi. I want to talk to him. Where is he? Who knows? I've been alone all evening. All evening? Yeah, what? Um, no reason. Uh, what I came to tell Mr. Johnson was that I uh, just talked to Judge Waterbury, mm -hmm. and he might call state prison in an hour to postpone the execution. Oh? In some new evidence? He wouldn't say. He says it's something that he discovered himself, though he's weighing it very carefully. I thought your husband would like to know, since he tried so hard to help Roger. Yeah, well, I'll tell him. Do that, will you? Uh-huh. Well, goodbye. Bye. Well, Blackie, that was awful quick. Awfully enlightening, Mary. Mm -hmm. I saw something interesting, and I was told an interesting lie. Well, look at me in them, will you? Well, Mrs. Johnson said she was alone. So? But there was a cigar burning in an ashtray. Oh, uh -huh. apparently she isn't alone. So it might mean her husband was hiding, mm -hmm. afraid to see anybody until Rogers was dead. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, I played a hunch and put Judge Waterbury in sort of a spot. Now, I want you to take the car, find a phone, and call him right away. And tell him to get police protection, quick. Then meet me back here. Oh, why here? Because I'm going to wait here to see if Harry Johnson comes out of this house and heads for Judge Waterbury's. 
Sorry. It didn't come out. Now it's gone. And uh, guess who it was? I heard who it was. That's, uh, mm-hmm. It was Blackie. Wanted to talk to me, didn't he? Uh-huh. Did yeah. make you nervous? Thinking maybe I was going to tell him you were here? Yeah, yeah. I didn't like what he said, Judge Waterbury. He could do either. Well, what can the judge do? Well, he could do plenty if he has even the slightest thing to show that maybe Bobby didn't kill his wife. That uh, wouldn't be good, would it? No, it wouldn't be good. And staying here isn't good either. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Now, go ahead. Yeah, sure. You'll run right into Blackie if you do. What? I watched at the window after he left. Girl drove his car off without him, and he's waiting in front for you to come out. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, he's not waiting in back, and that's the way I'm going. Hey, you better get out of here with me, too, so you won't have to answer any more questions. Oh, please. I've already planned to go. Yeah, that's good. I'll be at that rooming house on Beach Street. You know where we used to stay? Yeah, yeah, sure, I know, I know. Harry. Yeah. Your gun. My gun? What about it? Might come in handy. A bullet would really sort of solve the problem of Judge Waterbury, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, sure would. Well, huh? What do you want me to do? Draw your picture? Hello? Hello, Judge Waterbury? Yes? Oh, thank goodness. I've been trying to get you on the phone for 30 minutes. I'm awfully sorry, but I just got in. Who is this? Uh, this is this is Mary Wesley calling for Boston Blackie. Oh, yes. Judge Waterbury. Blackie wants you to get the... <laughs> Judge Waterbury. Hello? 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 Light and lively, you bet. Bright and sparkling, yes, sir. And it's just as smooth... Now, there's a description of C.D.'s flavor that should make you want to pour yourself a glass of champagne velvet right now. When you do, you'll find your taste tempted by the creamy, snow-white foam that billows on top of your glass. And you'll see C.D.'s purity in its pale, clear amber color, a promise of real thirst satisfaction. But don't just look. Taste it. You'll find it, as our enthusiastic friend says, bright and sparkling from foam to finish with a clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. A premium quality beer made with more costly premium quality materials, premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Remember, you're sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth. And now, back to Boston Blackie. At 11 o'clock, Bobby Rogers is to die in state prison for the murder of his wife. Though the evidence points definitely to Rogers' guilt, Boston Blackie decides to do what he can before the fatal hour. At the home of Harry Johnson, Blackie sees things that make him feel certain facts of the case have been hidden and drops a hint to Johnson's wife that the trial judge may stop the execution. The judge is talking on the phone when there is a shot and he drops to the floor. As we return to our story, Blackie and Faraday are at the judge's home. Okay, Blackie. Are you going to admit you pulled a stupid trick, or aren't you? Faraday, all I was trying to do oh, Excuse was... me, Blackie. Inspector Faraday. Yeah, Judge? I offered my help to Blackie when he was here early tonight. He merely accepted my offer. That's right. And had you shot at? Mary tried to warn the judge to get police protection, but couldn't reach him in time. That's correct. I was on the telephone with Miss Wesley when I heard a noise. I started to drop to the floor just as a shot was fired at me. And you didn't see who fired it? All I wanted to see was the floor. <laughs> well, we know who shot at you anyway, Judge. Harry Johnson. 
Blackie was watching Johnson's house, but I guess he got out the back way and had plenty of time to get over here while Miss Wesley was trying to phone you. Well, this certainly proves one thing. Bobby Rogers must be innocent, or Johnson wouldn't have tried to kill the judge to keep him from stopping the execution. That proves Johnson wanted Rogers to die. Perhaps. But Judge Waterbury, what happened tonight should convince you that Johnson is our guilty man. Give me time and I'll prove it. I can't stay the execution merely because a shot was fired at me, Blackie. That's hardly a reason. All right. I have an hour and 15 minutes left. I'll get that reason for you. Faraday, you have an order out to pick up Johnson, right? Yeah. Cancel that order to have Johnson picked up. Instead, just have him spotted and watched from a safe distance. Then let me know where he is, will you? Why? Because I've got an idea. I'm going to send Mary to a newspaper office. And then if the cops pick up Johnson in the next hour, I'm going to make news. Yeah. We spotted Johnson for him. Good boy, Inspector. It's only 10.15. Where is he? In a diner called the Owl at 21st and Main, sitting at the counter. Is he alone? Yeah. He doesn't know he's been spotted or is being watched, does he? No. A policeman recognized him from a description Judge Waterbury gave us. Yeah. Sent for a neighbor of the Johnsons, and he made a positive identification. Good. Johnson just started to eat, so he'll be there a half hour at least. Swell. Yeah. Well, meet me at the Owl Diner right away, Inspector. Okay. When Johnson comes out after taking his nourishment, he's going to take his medicine. Hmm. Old Dinah, they said. I'm going to get them on the phone right now. Giving up one phone book. Yeah, let's see. Oliver. Olson. Oh, here we are. Old Dinah. They serve at the Owl Diner. Owls? Mm-hmm. Good. Eat owls. Owl Diner. We're open as long as your eyes are. Hello. <laughs> uh, let me speak to the man behind the counter, will you? Well, he's not behind the counter right now. He's in this phone booth. <laughs> Fine. This is Boston Blackie. And I'm a grandmother. Look, no kidding. This is Boston Blackie. And there's a man at your counter, isn't there? Yeah, just one. That shows how good business is. And that's no kidding, either. Well, business is going to be worse because you're going to lose the customer you have. Not before he pays his bill, I hope. No, I'll give him time to pay you. And I'll give you an extra ten if you'll do me a favor. Whatever it is, for ten bucks, I'll do it. I want you to talk to that customer of yours. Keep him there for about fifteen minutes, then let him go. Okay. What's the big idea? It's an idea. I have to catch a killer. Uh Uh-oh, let me out of here. He's harmless. Talk to him for just fifteen minutes. That's all you have to do. And I get ten bucks? That's right. Uh, almost a buck a minute. Okay, pal, you got a deal. He'll be here if I have to put him to sleep, tell him a bedtime story. Well, finally. That's Johnson on the way out of the diner, Blackie. What happens now? Wait and see. Shh. Here he comes. See you later. Bye. Here we go, Faraday. Hey, you. Huh? You mean me? Yes, you, Harry Johnson? What well, should... Well, what about it? This about it. Oh. <clears throat> okay, Blackie, you knocked him out. Now what? Now, keep him out till we want him to wake up, Faraday. Come on. Let's get him into that room in the hospital down the street where Mary Wesley is waiting to make sure that sock on the chin brings this case to a head. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
How do you feel, Mr. Johnson? <laughs> now, don't be frightened, Mr. Johnson. You're, you're going to be all right. You're a nurse. How'd I get in here? This is a... Hospital, Mr. Johnson. You were found unconscious in the street. What? Someone hit you over the head and robbed you, we imagine. But you're going to be all right. Oh, oh nurse, what time is it? Now, now, Mr. Johnson, you mustn't try to sit up. What time is it? What time? Just, just lie back now. That's better. Four o'clock. Four a.m. You must know the time. Have I been here since last night? I think about 10.30 last night. Oh, Can I just lie still? Nurse, there's that paper in the nightstand. There's that late edition. Yeah, you know, connected. It came out a little after midnight. Let me see it. Let me see that. Now, please, Mr. Johnson, you mustn't try to sit up. Come on. I'll hand you the paper. Uh, there you are. Thank. Oh. Something the matter? No, no. Look, I, I want to make a phone call. My wife. My wife. We've been trying all night to reach your wife. Huh? You got the phone number from the identification in your wallet. Oh. But she isn't at home. Yeah, I know where she is. Let me have the phone, huh? All right. Oh, leave the room a minute, will you, nurse? I want to talk to my wife alone. Of course. I'll be outside, Mr. Johnson. Yes, sure, sure. You'll be outside. Hello? Uh, hello, Lester. Harry, where are you? In the hospital. I'm in the hospital. I got hit over the head and robbed. Oh, did you? Yeah, you care a lot, too, don't you? <laughs> I thought you'd run out on me because you couldn't sit with me and count the minutes as they went by. What? Isn't there a clock in your room? Yeah, yeah, there's a clock, and you've done it, haven't you? You let the poor kid die. Oh, you must have been hit on the head very hard, Harry. He isn't dead yet. What? You can still save him if you have nerve enough. Well, he's been dead for hours. It's in the paper I've got. It's only a quarter to eleven, Harry. Well, it's four in the morning. <laughs> well, if it was, was just a quarter to eleven, you wouldn't be so smug, because you know I could still tell the police you killed Bobby's wife. Well, you jerk. It's only a quarter to eleven. That newspaper you have must be a phony. What? Now, shut up and hang up. This is a trap. No, no, no. That's, that's not a trap. Hello? 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 Hello yourself, Jeff. What? Who are you? Where'd you come from? I'm Boston Blackie, and I came from behind the screen. This is Inspector Faraday is coming from behind it right now. Why bother to hang up that phone, Johnson? Your wife is right about that newspaper. Blackie had that headline printed, especially for you. Now I'm going to call Judge Waterbury and stop Bobby Rogers' execution. Bus leaving from Ramchand for Albany, Syracuse. Buffalo. Yes, he is, Faraday. Mm-hmm. The wound in the brown coat is his wife. Let's go get her. I'll handle this, Blackie. This is my department. The department may be yours, but the pleasure is still mine. Yeah, I'm getting plenty of pleasure out of this myself. All right, Mr. Johnson. What? You're under arrest. There must be some mistake. My name isn't Johnson. We happen to know it is, and huh? the only mistake is yours for thinking Bobby Rogers would die for something you did. Let's go, Mr. Johnson. Let's go of me. Let's go. Pardon our rudeness, Mr. Johnson, but uh, thanks to what your husband told us about you, the governor is going to pardon Bobby Rogers. What are you thinking, Hank? You know what. What it's going to be like when the warden comes in and says it's time for us to go in and witness the execution. Ah, don't worry about it. I'm sick about it, Jack. i got to file a story, and I think the guy's innocent. He wouldn't be going into the death house in 15 minutes if he was innocent. I wonder. I know. Well, boys. Oh. Warden Angle. Has Rogers made a statement yet? No, boys. He was too stunned to say anything. Not even I was framed? No, but if you want a good story, if your editors get on the phone with this. The execution of Bobby Rogers has been canceled. Police are arresting the real killer probably right now. Bobby? Yes, Warden. I know you didn't expect to see an audience in my office when you came to say goodbye. But I want you to meet Miss Mary Wesley and Boston Blackie. 
Glad to see you. Hello. How are you, Bobby? I want to thank you, Blackie. I don't know how you did it, but I'm sure glad you did. It was your friend, Harry Johnson, who really saved you, Bobby. Yeah, I read about that. I was sure surprised when I found out his wife killed my wife. What made her do it? The paper didn't say. Your wife was deserting you to run away with Harry Johnson, Bobby. Mrs. Johnson didn't want that to happen, so she killed your wife. And later tried to kill Judge Waterbury to be sure you'd die. Oh. You know, Harry Johnson didn't want to see you die, Bobby. I bet. No, that's true. Yeah. During your trial, he went to Judge Waterbury to try to alibi you. But he quit when he found out he'd be in the spot if he did. He knew his wife killed my wife. Why didn't he come out and say it? He must have had a reason. He's so right, Warden. His wife knew that Harry was wanted for armed robbery in another city. That's and right. if he told what he knew about her, she'd do the same thing to him. Only like he didn't know that. He thought Harry was guilty all along. Kind of a mess, wasn't it? You sure worked fast, Blake. Well, I had to. I only found out about Harry Johnson a little over two hours before the... You know what? All I can say is the way you operate, Blackie, is really out of this world. Which is just where I would be if it weren't for you. Premium quality, yes, sir. Premium price, no, sir. There is no finer beer. And it's just as smooth. And that's saying a lot in a few words. For Champagne Velvet is accepted everywhere as a beer of real premium quality. Here's why. Champagne Velvet's famous formula calls for only the more costly premium quality materials. And CV is made the more costly way. No time saved at the expense of careful brewing. No cost saved at the expense of controlled aging. Aging that brings CV to you at the peak of its famous million dollar flavor. But... CV's flavor tells you all of that. Full-flavored thirst satisfaction, of course. But more than that, CV's clear, clean taste makes you sure it's pure. Yes, sir. Proves premium quality at no premium in price. You're sure it's pure. And it's just as smooth. And now here's an example of what's in store for you on next week's Boston Blackie Adventure. I should have think you would have done that cleaning while I was away, Sarah. I'm sorry, Mrs. Curley. Chances are you were out somewhere for the entire five days instead of taking care of your duties. You told me I could take some time off. Looks to me like you didn't spend any time on. But now... This I... place hasn't been dusted since I left. Well, I would have dusted today. I, I didn't expect you back until tomorrow. Obviously. Would you mind just moving a little, Mrs. Killing? I'd like to clean the part of the rug that you're standing on. Is it all right if I stay in my own apartment? I didn't mean that, ma'am. I, I just want... I'll answer it. I'll get it myself. You'd better keep on with that vacuum. I'll answer the door, Mrs. Killing. I Schilling. said I would go. No, no, you can't. You mustn't. I what? You, you mustn't answer the door. I'll go myself. You stay here. Sarah, you stop pushing me. You Take your hands off me. We're cutting you. Don't answer the door, Mrs. Killing. You lost your mind, Sarah. I'll attend to you when I get... Mrs. Killing, I'm warning you. Don't answer that door. Uh... 